You are listening to the Tea and Life podcast, where we sip on our favorite cup of tea and process life. In order to gain perspective and become the best version of ourselves, we have to reflect on our struggles and experiences. This will open our eyes to the true power of our stories. So grab your tea and let's process this week's topic. Hey guys, I hope that you've had a great week and I hope when you're listening to this, it just helps you just um, close out your week. I know this is dropping on Thursday, so I hope that you have taken time to reflect on uh, your week or if you haven't, I hope that this is a time for you to do that. I hope that the subject that we're talking about is something that relates to you and if it doesn't that's something that you learn from so thank you so much for listening and if you haven't please go ahead and listen to our first episode it's a great episode and I hope that you just enjoy it I tell my story a little bit of why I'm doing this podcast and also just um who I am and my background and the reason why I think this podcast is important and for me and for others. So I hope you check that out and um, you come back. If you did listen to the first episode and liked it, please uh, go ahead and rate it and leave a review. Be as honest as possible with me and tell me if I was talking too fast, if I didn't make any sense. Tell, just tell me, be honest with me because I want to grow and I want to make this experience uh, better for both me and you as a listener. So thank you for that. And if you do post a review, I will go ahead and read it out in the next episode and also post it on the Instagram. Of course, your per- if you leave a personal name or whatever, all that will be blurred out. So not to worry, but I would love to just shout out people who do leave a review and who do listen because I'm really grateful. If you haven't already, please follow the Tea and Life podcast on Instagram so you can join the fun 52 people in the community that we have on Instagram. I post encouraging things on there, quotes, reels, memes, and I post um, reels of me making teas. So yeah, check it out. Check it out at the Tea and Life podcast on Instagram. Now let's talk about the tea that I have been enjoying this past weeks, these past few weeks uh, since the first episode came out. So right now, actually, as I'm recording this, I'm drinking a Sleepy Time and I can't remember from what company or what brand. It is 9 p.m. while I'm recording this and I just want to go to bed and just relax after just to get in the mood. Um, But the tea that I have been enjoying this past few weeks has been the Vanilla Spice Perfect Energy by Yogi. I think that's how you say Yogi. Um, it's it's absolutely amazing. I love that tea. It smells so good. It's just warm and comforting and it just has that top of the morning vibes. You know, just want to drink it when you get up. Um, I usually just have it right before I work. So yeah, I love it. So please share your favorite tea with us. Just DM the Tea and Life podcast, your favorite tea, and we'll go ahead and post it or shout you out on um, the our story. As you read from the title, today we are processing failure. First, we're going to talk about what failure is, kind of just a definition and just just to get a perspective, you know, and then why we fail and why it's important, in my opinion. Again, this is all my opinion and I'll share my story. Lastly, we'll talk about overcoming the quote unquote, I am a failure mindset. So let's get right into it. First, we're going to talk about what is failure. So I'm just literally going to look up on Google the definition of failure and there's quite a few. Um, I'm just going to read off just the the first few. So it says failure is a lack of success, the omission of expected or required action, a lack or deficiency of a desirable quality, the action or state of not functioning, a sudden secession of power. There's different definitions of failure based on what it is. And that's kind of what I wanted to really touch on. The reason why I'm bringing up the definition of failure is because failure, there's an there's definitions, a lot of definitions, not only just in the dictionary, but 
also in life, right? To me, like what I would get from that is to fail is not doing what was intended to be done. And there's so many definitions of failures because it's a very subjective per situation, per person, and life circumstances. It's important to understand the definition of words because words of power and also when we understand a definition, it puts things into perspective. So just understanding the definition of failure for yourself puts into perspective so you're not defining failure based on other people's definition, right? Also, you have your own personal definition of what failure is, as do I, because we're living different lives. You know, we start defining failures for ourselves based on other people's successes and we put failure on a spectrum as if like mm, I'm not doing that bad I'm not failing that bad has maybe like them or like that or I'm not I'm not as successful as them so I'm failing right um we put our definition of failure and we take it and we consider other people's definition of failure and their successes and we compare so it's just it's a mess it's a big mess the way we feel about failure and what failure is really has to do with our definition and our language and communication to ourselves and others and the way we see it and how we define it and that's why it's very important for us to really see um, the definition and really understand it for ourselves um, and for our own situations so next we're going to talk about why we fail. This is my opinion of why we fail. Again, this is not some scientific study that was done and they came to a determination that this is why we fail. No, this is what I personally think why we fail from my personal experience, my struggle, and also just what I've been processing and healing from and reflecting upon. I'm a type A, right? I'm very driven person. I'm ambitious. I am a three. I'm an achiever on the Enneagram, if that means anything to you. But I, I honestly love personality tests, not because like I believe in them 110% or anything like that. But I just think they're cool, you know, because, you know, like we, we're human. We can be known really easily. Um, So I find that fascinating. And my Enneagram is a three, which is like I'm an achiever. I'm a doer. I have drive, but also I avoid failure. I really do everything and anything to avoid failure. I don't like failure. And that's all great. But but it just also means I take failure very hard. That's my personality and that's how God made me. But also there are other things in life that have kind of made it harder and made it more difficult for me when it comes to failure and have made it to where I have this mindset of I will not fail. So um, I'm going to share a little bit about that. Coming to America, I came when I was nine and I was behind and I was bullied for that. I was bullied for that and I had to catch up and I did not know the language, the culture, like so many things a nine-year-old should know at that time. I didn't. Um, I wasn't reading at grade level, right? Because I did not know the language. So I was bullied for that, you know, for a long time in, um, in that time and people make fun of the way I spoke and all these things. And I remember... Like after my first semester of school in America, I was like, I never want to feel that again. I would cry all the time. I was the kid who sat alone at lunch. Like that story was mine. I think I had one friend and she would just play with me and we wouldn't really, she would talk to me and I wouldn't even understand anything she was saying because most of the times I literally didn't know what was going on. Like I didn't know English. I couldn't understand. So sidetrack. But yeah, anyway, so because I was bullied and I knew I never wanted to feel like that again, I told myself you know, this imagine a nine-year-old self really telling herself that I'm going to work my butts off and be twice as best. And I was like, I will never feel like that again. I will never fail again in that way. I took that upon myself, right? And that fear of rejection, the fear of all that drove my fear of failure, drove the fact that I don't want to fail. I, I hate failing and I don't want to be like this. From age nine, I've been, I've been working to never feel like I felt, to never want to be bullied again for not being smart enough, for not uh, reading at grade level, for not just being, um, you know, with the with the flow, with the culture, whatever you want to call it, right? 
And that's where my fear of failure kind of comes from, at least a, a great majority of it. So I have lived like that in that sense where I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm not smart enough. I started to basically assimilate myself into the American culture, the American life, the language, whatever, so that people won't see me as an outsider um, and that I won't fail. So, and I have been hard on myself ever since then. And I have been pushing myself and striving in that and in everything that I did. I mean, I I did so many things and I came on top of this and on top of that. I, you know, I top of my class all the time on a roll and, and all of these amazing things, right? But they were driven by, by fear of failure, fear of rejection and all those things. If you know me and you know all the things that I do, people only get to see the highlights, they get to see the great things that I do. But inside there's that little nine-year-old who was bullied for not knowing things, things that she she didn't have to know because she just came to America to a new country like like a month ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's really where for me it came from. And I started to set these expectations for myself, set high standards for myself, you know, and I, you know, like I said, I am a type A, I do have high standards and God created me in those things. But it really that fear really reinforced those things. And it, it led me to a place of always being perfect, always seeing as perfect seen has like, I'm always at my best. And this has affected my life to a point where I play it safe. I play everything safe. I I don't take risks or when I do take risks, I do it and I question everything every step of the way, right? So the fear of failure has controlled my life to a point where I play things safe because I know that um, I won't fail if I stay in my lane. I won't fail if I do the things that I'm really good at and, you know, but I don't know if I'm good at anything else because I'll never try because I don't want to fail. So it has really kept me in a, in a box for a long time. And to the outside world, it doesn't look like that because everything that I do, I, it seems like I'm thriving on. But honestly, I'm just playing it safe. And that really limits my ability, limits the gifts that I was given, uh, limits the great things that God has, inst- uh, has instilled in me to come out because I'm so afraid to step out of that. That's what really failure and the fear of failure really for me has done. I want to home run every single time that I do something which is just absolutely insane because life doesn't work like that failure is not just this one thing there's so many deep roots to the fear of failure and why we you know we don't want to fail because you know we don't want to be rejected rejection is really the the underlining um kind of root of my drive to avoid failure and my drive to always succeed it's taken a long time for me to to really sit and be okay in the fact that failure is part of being human and I will fail and that's okay. So that's my story with failure and my kind of like root of my avoidance to failure and my fear of failure. I hope just me sharing my story and sharing that kind of helps you figure out maybe where that's coming from for you. This is something that I wrote while I was on the plane and I was really struggling um, with feeling like a failure and not recognizing the work that I've done and the hard work that I was doing. I wrote, we fail because we're not perfect. We fail because we are finite beings. We fail because we are not all knowing. We do not have all the facts all the time. We know in part, see in part, and therefore we take actions based on partial information. We are bound by time, by gravity, by the world around us. We're limited. Knowing this, we should be more gracious with ourselves and others when we fail. But the opposite is usually true. We judge, punish, and beat ourselves up for doing something that is 
natural. We're quick to question our own and others' intelligence, competency, and worth when failure occurs. We're quick to change our identity from human to failure instead of recognizing that humans fail and that's okay. You know, I wrote that just in in saying, why? Why do we fail? Why do we humans fail? And, and you know, I was thinking, I was praying, and I was like, failure is is guaranteed when we're living in the world that we live in, in the life that we live in. I hope that helps you um, kind of just get a perspective of what failure is and maybe why we fail and so you can be more gracious to yourself and others you know and in a world where success and perfection and being on point is constantly demanded when we're expected to do things and be things that we were never taught but expected to know and and do those things perfectly you know that's hard and we put all those things on us and we start defining ourselves by our failures and our mistakes when it's okay to make those mistakes um and just kind of having that perspective of like whatever happened happened it was supposed to happen that way whether I see it as quote-unquote failure you know it was meant to happen so really it's just oh perspective is so powerful you know and that's why this podcast is so important to me and dear to my heart because it's so good to process it's so good to reflect on those situations so next we're going to talk about overcoming the i'm a failure mindset so and the key word here is overcoming because it's a process that i'm still going through and probably will for a long time because it's you know that that failure mindset i'm a failure mindset is is just always there you know that's that little voice in our head so it's just always there and again that for me it's that little girl trying to protect herself you know she's just always going to try to protect herself um so it's the more i practice you know processing and talking about it and and being gracious to myself and and um taking shame out of failure and really just knowing that it's part of being human the better um that becomes the more gracious i am to myself what i personally just been doing and practicing and learning for myself is um, first is to evaluate how you define failure or what does failure look like to you? What is failure? And that's why we started the episode with what is failure, right? Because that is so important. Maybe the issue is that you are defining yourself as a failure based on other people's success. If your definition of failure is based on, on another person's success, that I'm a failure because I don't look like that. I don't have a body like that. I don't have money like that or I'm a failure because I'm not at that point in my life. I'm not married yet. I'm not engaged yet. I don't have a boyfriend yet. What is defining failure for you? This leads to the second thing I was going to say is do a self-case study. And what I mean by that is take an event, right? And I'll give you an example here. Take an event and go through that process. Like what were you thinking um, and why did you label that as a fail? The last semester of college, my fiance and I decided that I won't work because it was going to be a really hard semester for me. I've been going through a lot of mental health stuff and we literally moved across the country trying to work and doing all that and going to school. And I was finishing school online. You know, I would be in class literally up until 10, 1030. Obviously, it made sense that I wasn't going to work. Right. But the whole time, the whole time. And I felt like I was failing because I was not working. One of the the definitions of success that I define success has is working, being self-sufficient, making my own money, 
you know, and I did not want people to think I was a failure, specifically my family, my friends, specifically my, my fiance's family. I didn't want them to think like I was lazy, just, just leeching off their son, you know, because I wasn't working. And obviously that was not the case at all. I was literally doing school, you know, um, we, we were planning our wedding. We just moved. There's so many things. And, and it's not like I never worked in my life. And it's like, I've been a lazy bone my whole life. I literally been working my butt off. It goes back to that little girl, you know, she, you know, she didn't want people to think that she wasn't good enough. She didn't want people to think that she, she wasn't hardworking enough, right? That she wasn't trying. One of the things that is successful to me is when I am making money. Money is a great uh, marker of success for me personally. For me, I was a failure because I wasn't making money because money defines success. That definition needed to change because at that time, me working was detrimental. I literally look back, I'm like, thank the Lord I did not work because kid you not I almost like just dropped out of college like literally like the night before I had to turn in my last assignment because I was like I cannot do this it was so hard like like so hard for me and that's another story for another day but you know so for me working would have been detrimental and it would have led to me maybe not doing so great in school and maybe maybe dropping out and that would have been probably more a failure in my eyes than not having a job. I hope this all makes sense because definitions are so important. So that's why it's so important for you to take a situation, take a moment where you labeled yourself as a failure, where you felt like a failure and break it down and say, what was happening? What definitions, what perspectives, what things am I looking at or am I comparing myself to others? Am I am I trying to fulfill people's expectations of me or uh, unrealistic expectations? It's just like perspective. You can see, oh wow, like my definition of failure is based on so many things that just don't make sense based on arbitrary things. And that's what I personally found. I found that, you know, my issue is that I set standards for myself that are arbitrary and unrealistic and I beat myself up when I quote unquote fail. I set these standards because I always strive to be twice as best because I never want to feel that rejection. And it's just so toxic and so hard and it's exhausting. It's literally exhausting to like be striving for unrealistic things. It's so exhausting because you'll never get there. I never get there because it's unrealistic. The freedom of realizing that has been so good. It's like there's like there's no need to strive. There's no need to strive. Just be. Just be. Live. And it's okay. You know? And knowing that I'm loved and accepted, you know, by God and by people around me, um, is so freeing and that there's grace there for me when I fail and failure is okay. The last thing is is detaching my identity from failure or detaching my identity from what I do, right? Cuz um and I I wrote this. It's going to sound a little bit Dr. Seuss-ish, you know, a little bit weird and a little bit kind of like what did you say? I also wrote this the same time on the plane that I wrote the other thing. I said, I am a person, I am human, and humans fail. I am not a failure. Failure is not what I am. Failure is what I do. And what I do does not define who I am. That has just been so, like, freeing for me because because we all know that we fail. But, but once we fail, we attach that failure to our identity right? And especially for a type A and achiever like me, what I do is really important. And personally, when I make what I do, you know, my identity and I fixate on that, that's when when I fail, I'm crushed. I am angry. I can't, I don't take it very well. Failure is an action, you know, and I will be the first or one of a few to argue that actions do not define us. Instead, our beliefs and perspective of others 
um, ourselves and the world around us define who we are. Our actions come out of our beliefs. When you know, when we take an action and we fail at it, it doesn't define us. Our belief system is one of the core component of our identity. That's what drives us. That's what drives us to take actions. And detaching our identity from our actions is really important because our actions fall short, but that doesn't mean that we're less than and we don't matter because our actions fall short. What I'm trying to do personally is detaching myself and my identity from the failure. When I make a mistake, I don't sit there and say, I am a failure. I failed versus I am a failure. Those are two different things, right? Um, because you're calling yourself a failure and you're identifying as a failure, but you are not. We're not failures, right? And just really changing, you know, our words, the way we use words and changing um, the, the way we speak to ourselves really can change um, just how we see it, right? That's why affirmations, you know, work is because they're changing the language that we speak because we have the power of life and death on our tongue and words are so important and, and we need to take care of words, especially in the subject of failure because when we're saying, I am a failure, instead of saying, I failed, you know, we're putting that failure on ourselves and we're carrying it as our identity when we don't need to. When we can just accept and say, yeah, I failed and that happened and that's okay. So let's not attach our identity to what we do. Let's love what we do. And when we fail in that space, whether it's work and our passions, our dreams, whatever, when we fail and make a wrong turn, whatever, that doesn't define who we are. You know, what we do is just a part of the person we are. It's not the whole person. When we attach our identity to the different mistakes that we've made in life and we cling on to those things and it keeps us from moving forward. I don't know about you, but do you ever replay just a moment in your life where you like, you like just failed quote unquote where you just like things did not go right and you're like oh you know like you know when you spelled apple wrong in preschool or something and you're just like dang it you know like <laughs> you know we replay these memories we play these quote unquote fails and we're just like constantly attaching ourselves to mistakes and we holding on to them we holding on to that but when we free ourselves from that and say that's okay i spelled apple wrong when i was four years old that's perfectly fine you know <laughs> you know and we just like let that go you know, and we're free ourselves and we're gracious to ourselves. We're able, you know, to really just move forward and continue to take more risks and live outside of the box and um, and just try new things because we're not afraid because I'm not afraid, you know, and, and we tell that little girl or that little boy in our in our, you know, in our past who's afraid and wants to protect us from the world that it's OK. You're fine. You know, you are OK. And it's okay to fail, right? The feelings of failures are real. I think when we fail, we push those feelings away. We don't really feel them. We don't, you know, we, in a sense, we don't really mourn us failing, right? It's a loss. To fail is a loss, right? We lost something. And sometimes we just want to be like, I lost and I'm sad about it. Whether you didn't get a promotion, whether you didn't get into the college you wanted to, or you got rejected, or you wanted to place first in a competition and you didn't, or get an A, but you got a B, you know, whatever that is that happened that you labeled as I failed. I think we need to normalize feeling like loss, normalized feeling, that feeling of sadness and when we don't get what we thought we would get, what we put the work to get. It's a whole nother thing to like feel sad for something you didn't really work for, like feeling sad that you didn't win like uh like the lottery, like okay, you didn't do a whole lot, then pay a couple dollars at, 
at that store, you know? So, but when you put a lot of work into it, you did all these things and you lose, it's hard. I think we need to normalize feeling those feelings because I believe that's a pathway to healing and a pathway to being gracious to ourselves. Really feeling those feelings and whether that's crying, whether that's kind of just like, you know, letting it out for a second, whether talking about it, you know, processing it, like, because we hold those feelings and then later on, they're just, you know, they pile up and pile up and pile up and we continue saying we're failures, we're failures, we're failures. It's like, you know, if we felt those and let them out, you know, there's a chance that that's going to free us. There's a chance of freedom. That was the last thing is to feel your feelings. To recap, we know we first talked about what failure is and failure needs to be defined for yourself. And then we also talked about why we fail. We fail because we're human. We fail because we're imperfect. We fail because we don't know everything. We don't have all the facts and we we take action on, on partial information. And then we also talk about just a few ways to start overcoming the I'm a failure mindset. And then also just um, not attaching our identity to failure or mistakes and, and accepting that we will fail and um, and that's okay and that's part of being human. Um, and then also taking the time to feel failure, to feel that feeling, that sadness, that, you know, that, that feeling that we get when we, when we don't get what we expected, when we put in all that hard work and that feeling is valid and it's good. And we're meant to feel like that and we're supposed to just feel it and then let it go and, and be free to try new things, um, and not have that, um, I'm a failure, I'm a failure constantly playing. But when we process and we feel, we can let that go. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Take some time this week to process. Take some time. Maybe it's not failure. Maybe it's something else that you need to process right now. Maybe you're going through something that you need to just sit, whether that's journaling, that's just listening to some good music, um, talking about it with a loved one, a trusted person, whether it's therapy, whatever, whatever processing looks like to you, take some time and do it. You know, you deserve it. You need it. Um, so just take that time and uh, please, please be gracious to yourself. Be gracious when you quote unquote fail. Um, be gracious to yourself. You are trying. You are doing your best. So thank you so much for listening and happy processing. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Teen Life Podcast. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen. Your feedback helps me grow and continue to produce more episodes like this. You can also follow the Teen Life Podcast on Instagram at the Teen Life Podcast to stay connected in the community. See you in the next episode.